to another episode of Parminio. Movies, movies, movies. Now, <laughs> what, do, what do movies have to do with your passion to be chief of staff and crafting your story to get the chief of staff job? Well, that line, movies, movies, movies like that, it's, it's from Keanu Reeves. And it was an interview I read uh, with him several years ago. He was being interviewed. They were in a car heading towards a location site, I believe. And then uh, once they got to the site, Keanu jumps out of the car and starts yelling, movies, movies, movies. He's really excited about movies. He loves movies. Keanu Reeves has a deep passion for making movies and it shows in the catalog uh, of his work, Matrix, uh, Bill, and, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He's made some incredible movies and passion really matters. And that's according to Gary Berenson, who's the CEO of Corn Ferrier Worldwide. Um, obviously, he's, he's quite familiar with recruiting and hiring talent. He's probably interviewed more people than almost maybe anybody else in the world. And what Gary Berenson said, it says is, passion really matters. In a story that speaks to your passion, your purpose, your competencies and values is very important to getting the job. It lets the interviewer, the hiring manager know who you are, what you believe in, what you value, and what matters to you. It makes you an authentic human being. And Gary also says that the, re the resume, it's about 10% of getting the job. The rest is all about relationships and telling a story that's impactful. Obviously, we want to tell a story. If you're, if you're trying to become a chief of staff, you want to tell a story again of who you are, why, why you want to be a chief of staff, and why you'll make a great chief of staff as part of your story and part of your passion. So that's how we, we link back to Keanu Reeves and his yelling movies, movies, movies. It's his passion. So what we want to do on this episode of the podcast is, first of all, we want to do some research on stories. Why is it that stories in a narrative format are so powerful and resonate in the human mind? Okay, so we're going to go through the research on that, what makes them uh, so, so powerful. Then what we're going to do is walk through a simple framework, six-step methodology, whereby you can start... You can craft your own story that has passion, purpose, values, and demonstrates your competencies in a powerful and emotional way to help you get that chief of staff job that you want or, or another job if you're already a chief of staff. Let's get into it then. Let's go starting walk through the research here on stories. And this is from uh, HBR Harvard Business Review, Janine Kernoff and Lee Lazarus, some of the work they've done. And what they say is that, uh, first of all, recruiters may think they make decisions based on logic, uh, but emotions play just as large a role. I personally would argue probably a larger role. And Emotions drive how connected we feel to somebody. We all, we all certainly know that. And whether you have a positive or a negative perception of the other person makes a difference, certainly in your hiring decisions. 
One way you can do that, of course, is tell a good story. Stories elicit positive emotions. We know that. How many times have you been in a movie theater or read a book and you cried because you had empathy for a character or you got excited uh, watching a movie or you were in a James Bond movie and you come out and you felt like you wanted to take over the world as a spy. All of that has a lot to do with the natural story arc of the story format. What stories can do is they can do a number of things uh, physiologically to our bodies. Um, telling a good story can release both dopamine and oxytocin within our bodies. So we're reading a book, we get excited, we're rewarded, that's dopamine, and we feel empathy for the main character, that's oxytocin. Dopamine enhances memory and information processing. So if you're telling a, a story, and it's, it's powerful and unique, and it's about you and it's authentic. The person listening, the hiring manager, the interviewer, will have an enhanced memory and they'll be able to process your information more readily. Oxytocin promotes empathy, it promotes bonding and attaching. So if you're telling a story and it promotes the empathy within the other person, the hiring manager, they're going to feel better about you, more connected. We know from the research this is the case. Uh, Paul Zak has done research uh, reading stories that were character driven to people. Um, people who are listening showed increased oxytocin synthesis. Brockington and Maria, 2021, uh, they read stories to children in a hospital setting. And after reading the stories, they had increased levels of oxytocin. So we know this is the case. A couple of other research points here. Um, Glazier in 2019, narrative improves information processing, recall, and interest in the story. All the more reason we want to have a, we want to craft a great story about us. Uh, this is from Morris, 2019, eliciting emotional arousal via a story improves odds that the listener will engage in act. And we certainly want them to act if it's the hiring manager. We want them to hire us. I want to be the chief of staff. So we want to craft a story, again, passion, purpose, competencies, and values. The big aha here, why are stories so powerful? Uh, stories that are, are told in a specific format, what we're going to talk about. This is according to Kendall Haven, who is probably the world's uh, foremost expert on story and the neurological effects it has on the brain. What Kendall Haven says is that for 150,000 years before writing existed, human beings used story and storytelling to convey and archive history, concepts, beliefs, and they passed them on through generation through generation via story. This long-term dependency has hardwired human brains to understand information in specific story terms. Doesn't make sense, or it makes sense, right? Cause and effect. Uh, what Haven also says is there are areas of the brain specifically tasked with interpreting incoming narrative information and making sense of it in story format. So this is the reason why why stories are so powerful. Human brains have been hardwired to digest information in story format. Uh, so it's gonna be much more powerful, obviously, 
than bullet points on a resume. They're not remembered, they're not recalled, they don't have the emotional impact that a story does. Kendall Haven, through the research, has illustrated um, what the, the ultimate or kind of the, the preeminent story format is, and it's the pretty much the same story that you format that you see in a movie or read in a book. You have a main character, um, there's some kind of inciting incident that happens. The main character has a goals and motivation. There's an antagonist and obstacles. There's a climax and then there's a resolution. So that's kind of the story arc um, that Kendall Haven says measures the best from a neurological response and understanding perspective that we kind of want to build on and use for crafting our stories. Okay, so that's the research on story. We know it's powerful. It elicits strong emotional effects. And if we can do that in our interview, it's certainly going to help us to get the job that we're looking for, conveying our passion. How can we develop a methodology to extract our stories? Uh, so we're going to walk through six steps. And this is uh, some basic information, again, that was illustrated by Janine Kernoff and Lee Lazarus in their HBR article. And I've kind of put them together in steps and I've added another step here onto it. So step one is to develop your theme. We're going to walk through that, how to do it. Step two is conflict, the inciting incident that gives you motivation. Step three is the setting. Is it a market for goods? What is it? Step four are additional characters. Could be your teammates, uh, other people involved within your story. Step five, how is it resolved, your resolution? And step six, linking your resolution um, to the big, uh, the big cell, the position that you want. How does your resolution, your story, really stand out so that you are the best person for the role that you're, you're trying to get hired for, the chief of staff, or if you're already a chief of staff, COO or CEO. All right, so let's walk through how we might use this model to construct a story uh, for ourselves if we're interviewing for the chief of staff role. Let's walk through it. So first of all, step one was develop your theme. Well, how do we go about doing that? We want to align our theme um, with the audience. In this case, it's the hiring manager, the recruiters, the interviewers for the chief of staff role. And I want to have my theme aligned with, obviously, in some way, the, the, the specific job I'm interviewing for. So three steps we can do to take, uh, take that on and develop the theme. Number one, I'm going to review the job description for the, for the opportunity that I'm going to be interviewed for. Obviously, I want to have done this in advance. Step two, I'm going to take the job description and the responsibilities and synthesize it. I'm going to look at um, the, each of the job description and activities and categorize them into some kind of a theme. Uh, maybe eight out of the 12 bullet points for the job description really are focused on project and process. That's probably a good indicator of the theme that's, that's going to be heavily weighed. The people that put that job description together uh, are thinking it's a project process heavy role. Could be something totally different, of course. And then step number three, I'm going to start developing themes based upon my assessment of that. Now, if you look at lots of chief of staff job descriptions, I've looked at hundreds and hundreds, um, you, there's a lot of things that stick out process, pro project type stuff, 
partnering with the, the CEO, being a proxy for the CEO, um, synchronizing the team and focusing on priorities, those kind of things. So we can come up with some baseline um, themes and I'm just gonna walk through a few here to give some examples. Number one, I love the challenge of leading and driving efficiency in projects and processes. Taking the lead, bringing the team together and achieving our goals. That's my theme. That's theme number one. Theme number two, I love the challenge of highly ambiguous situations. That's another common thing you hear. Using information and relationships that I've built to bring the team together and achieve results. There's theme number two. Number three, I relish taking on new initiatives, figuring them out and striving them for completion and success. And theme number four, I really get excited about partnering with someone, building a great relationships and striving towards our vision together. So that'd be more of a, a partnering proxy role potentially. So I've got four themes there, right? And I can take any one of those and develop them further using this uh, six-step story format model. What I'm going to do is I'm going to select the theme of I love the challenge of highly ambiguous situations using information and data to build relationships and achieve objectives and goals. That's my theme I'm going to build on. So step two is developing the inciting incident. What, what it, was it? What happened that motivated me to overcome these obstacles? So I'm going to read what I've developed here. At my last job, I was employee 21. Things were fast moving and ambiguous to say the least. I reported to the head of product who was leading a large new product initiative, very important to this company. And um, well, two weeks after I started, we had some heartbreaking news and my boss was diagnosed with the illness. Um, she had to take a six month sabbatical. Uh, needless to say, this left things in disarray. The good news is she recovered fully. She's back at, at that same company now doing fantastic work. So that's a blessing. So that's my inciting incident. Something has happened to cause uh, obstacles and, and problems, which I now have to be motivated to, to overcome. It shows something about my character. It makes me a real human being. All right, that's the inciting incident. Now we're gonna get on to step three and four. I'm gonna push those together. That's the setting and the characters. So we have the inciting incident. My boss got sick. We have a large project underway. Obviously that's gonna create some issues. Um, there are some panic among the team members and senior leaders of the company, of course. My boss knew the product better than anybody in all the nuances. I had gone through personally all the product documentation and probably I had made about 30 pages of notes and clarifying questions, which I was able to review with my boss prior to her sabbatical. I then met personally with each of the project members, listened to their concerns and issues and made sure they felt heard. I revised my notes with their concerns uh, and then rewalked them through with my boss again and we had a very good discussion. We talked about how we could mitigate the issues, the concerns, have um, you know, plan B and alternatives if we, hit, if we hit roadblocks. My boss was very impressed. Even though she was gonna be going on sabbatical, she recommended me to the, to the founder, to the CEO, to lead this project. She said, he is the person that can really handle this. My boss went to the CEO, like I just said, and, and recommended that I lead the project. 
The team still had concerns and rightfully so. So we held the meeting, we had some other sessions, we walked everyone through the project, the issues, the concerns, and the mitigation plans that we developed. That's the character and settings. Now I'm going to get on to the resolution, okay, the step five. The team felt very good about this process and bought into the idea of me leading the new product initiative. We ended up launching early and exceeding revenue targets in year one by 17%. So that's the resolution. We had a resounding success. Everybody came together. I worked on this to build um, positive new relationships. So that's step five. We're all the way up through step five. Now let's, step six is link a resolution to the job that I'm interviewing for, the chief of staff job. All right, so here we go. I see similar opportunities here as your chief of staff. And based on what I know and the challenges and the ambig ambiguity that exist, someone like me that likes to take, on the, the, take the initiative, build relationships and trust, and then unite the team is exactly what you need. And I want to be that person for you. There's my final selling pitch on my story. Interview's not over, of course. Now, this is a totally fictionalized account. It does not represent me in any way. We just developed this story here to, to give an example of how you might put something together in a story format that fits um, the story arc that Kendall Haven has discussed, main character, goals, motivation, inciting in incident, obstacles, climax, and resolution. And again, we have this six-step model we just walked through. Develop your theme. You have conflict, an inciting incident. Step three is setting. Step four is, is uh, characters. Step five, resolution. Step six, link your resolution to the job that you're trying to get and demonstrate your passion, just like Keanu Reeves, Reeves with movies, movies, movies. And like Gary Berenson says, uh, a good story that speaks to your passion, your purpose, and your values really matters. It tells people what you are, what you believe in, what you value, and what matters to you. And if you're trying to get the chief of staff role, why you want to be a chief of staff and why you'll make a great chief of staff. You want your passion to come through to the hiring manager and the people that you're working for. One other quick note here, they recommend that your story be two to three minutes max. So two minutes is kind of the sweet point. Don't let anything go over three minutes. You'll lose people. It's too long. Two minutes is, is kind of optimal. Three minutes max. That's the key in terms of developing your story. Now, obviously, this story here I, I developed, it's, I didn't, it's the first time through. It's the first draft. Obviously, you're going to want to go through multiple drafts to refine it, make sure you've, you've got it just right and it sounds good and it tells the story of, of what you've done. Not every job is going to line up with your passions. You might see a chief of staff job that's very um, tactical or something and it doesn't fit within your sweet spot and it doesn't give you passion. I would suggest and recommend you probably don't apply for that job. Find Chief of Staff jobs, when you look at the job description, I really speak to something passionate about you. For me, it's partnering with somebody, coming together and achieving our dreams. Um, that's, what, that's what gives me passion to talk about and do. 
All right, so there we have it. We understand why stories are so powerful. Our brains are hardwired to understand information in story format. And we have a nice six-step model to help you develop your story. Very cool. If you're interested in needing any help constructing your story, don't hesitate to contact us, Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at permenio.co. You can go to the permenio.co website and fill out a submission request, uh, putting together a learning objective plan with tasks and measures on this exact um, learning module of putting together your story. So we'll have that all done. Once again, please work on your story. It's a great, it's a great thing to do regardless of, of where you're at in your career cycle. It's a real powerful building exercise. But thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parminio.